every gospel is applicable, but some seem to be more practical than others. And I think we have one here. Few passages in the entire New Testament have more of the essence of Christian ethic than this one. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, has nothing to do with revenge. People are like, they've been using it that way for centuries. In fact, it's actually meant that if you do something bad to someone, that that bad shall be done to you. So if you yank out an eye, they can yank out your eye. We always think of it as the opposite. If somebody yanks out my eye, I'll yank out theirs. It's actually the opposite. A lot of people don't know that. But it also meant if it was done to you, it could really apply to either. First meant if you do it to somebody else, they can do it to you. But it also applied if you did it to somebody else, excuse me, if they did something else to you, that the punishment that you gave to them could never be more than what they did to you. So if their punishment was only a tooth, <laughs> you could not do more to them than a tooth, if anything at all. So it wasn't justifying revenge. It meant making sure that you didn't punish one more than they deserved. Guess what this is? Mercy. The punishment had to fit the crime, but not exceed it. But Jesus, and that's called justice. You have three levels. There's justice, there's forgiveness, and then there's mercy. There are a lot of Catholics that are on all three realms. Those who are all about justice, I would just say be careful because then you will be judged based only on justice. Those who are in for forgiveness, that is good. But if you just forgive and then tell somebody stay away from me, then you may be forgiven, but told to stay away. But mercy is actually greater than justice and forgiveness. Mercy is the greatest of all. Jesus goes further. He brings mercy into the law instead of just the letter of the law, justice. To limit vengeance is the first step towards mercy. So we have justice, forgiveness, and mercy. Now, I want to give you an example. He says, don't just limit their punishment that you are going to do to somebody, but forgive them. Then once you forgive them, go beyond that and reconcile with them. If you have somebody against you, lay it at the altar. Reconcile with them. Go beyond the forgiveness. That is mercy. All right, let me give you an example. Let's first talk about justice, then forgiveness, then mercy. All right, what is justice? Let's use the example of the prodigal son. That's one of my favorite parables called the greatest short story of the world. Some in that situation my dad's probably one of them, would disown the son and not let him back on the property. You squandered your inheritance, now you're going to reap what you sowed. That's justice. Nobody's saying that that's wrong. But it's the first step to where Jesus wants you to be. 
So the prodigal son, if the father would have said, you know what, you made your bed, now go sleep in it somewhere else, sorry, that would be justice. Some Catholics remain on that level. Then he could have simply said, son, I forgive you, but you're only allowed now to live here as a servant, which is what the son expected. The father could have done that. That would be forgiveness. I forgive you, son. You can now come and work as a servant. Instead, what did the prodigal father do? Notice I say prodigal father. Prodigal means to squander. And he squandered mercy on this boy. Instead, he showered him with gifts, elevated him, and as a special son, sped, uh, slaughtered the fattened calf and threw a party. Because my son has come back and we are reconciled. This is mercy. God, let's look at this another example. That's the prodigal son. Let's look now at God. All right. Let's look at Adam and Eve. This is another great example of justice, forgiveness, and mercy. After Adam and Eve fell, God could have been just and said, I'm crushing you out of existence. That would have been justice. God could have done that. He could have condemned them after the fall, squashed them out of existence. Now, that would have been justice. Or he could have forgiven them, all right, and just said, you're on your own now. I'm banishing you from the garden. I forgive you. I'm not going to squash you out of existence. I'm not going to kill you, but goodbye. I forgive you. You're free to go. God could have done that. That would have been forgiveness. I'm not going to destroy you. I'm not going to crush you. But you're on your own now. That's forgiveness. Instead, God gives the gift of a mother and the promise of a savior and elevates mankind to share in the divine life of God. He not only forgives them, but he offers them to share in the very life of the Trinity. Oh, happy fault. Mankind is actually now elevated above the angels, sent the savior of a, as a son, given the gift of a mother. That's mercy. That's why mercy is greater than forgiveness, which is greater than justice. Mercy is greater than forgiveness. I, I've told this story once before, but I think it really fits. I, I'll try to say this here. Scott Hahn did our retreat here for the Marian Fathers a couple years ago. And um, by the way, I just texted him the other day saying, congratulations, his son was ordained a priest. So um, God bless the Hahn family. They're very special friends of us Marians. In fact, he lives right by our Marian house in Steubenville. And Scott Hahn did our retreat here a couple years ago. And I'll never forget the example he gave me because it just hit me profoundly. It's just the story I was telling you about justice, mercy, and forg uh, justice, forgiveness, and mercy. He said, I want to tell you why mercy is greater than forgiveness. I'm going to give you an example that starts with forgiveness. And then I'm going to tell you that same story in regards to mercy, which is greater than forgiveness. He said, I want you to picture a guy who's on death row. This guy is, has committed a crime, he's guilty, <clears throat> and he's going to be sentenced to death. He's due to die. Now, he's got a tough schedule ahead of him because he's got a terminal cancer. He's got no family. He's been disowned by his relatives. Um, he's a criminal. Um, he's just not looking good. All of a sudden, he gets a call from the governor. And the governor says to this man on death row, I pardon you, you're free to go. 
And the guy says, I'm not going to be put to death. And the warden or the, the governor says, no, you're free to go. So this guy who was due to die justice, so let's go to the first step, justice as he was due to die, has now been trumped by forgiveness. He's been forgiven. But he walks out the door, they open the door to the prison, he walks out the door, they slam it behind him, see ya. That's it, he's just been let go, he's just been released. But he's still going to die in six months through terminal cancer. He still has no family because his family disowned him. He still has a criminal record. He can get no job. He's been forgiven, but eh, okay. But then Scott Hahn says, imagine this phone call. That governor calls that guy <clears throat> who's on death row. Justice has now been trumped. And he says, I pardon you. But then the guy before he says, well, thank you, and hangs up, the governor says, but wait. I want you to walk out the front doors of that jail, and outside will be a limousine, a limousine waiting for you. Inside it will be a doctor who has found a cure for your terminal disease. You will be cured. Then that limousine driver is going to drive you to my mansion where I will adopt you as my son. You will be with my family. You will become part of my family. And I will wipe your criminal record completely clean. Kind of sound like Divine Mercy Sunday. I will wipe your slate completely clean and you will have a job in my administration for life. Welcome. And that man walks out the door. That is mercy. You see why mercy is greater than forgiveness? That's why this phrase, to, for, to err is human, to forgive is divine? Uh-uh. I change that. To forgive is human. We have to forgive or society isn't going to function. If we all went and killed each other the time that we upset each other, society wouldn't function. To forgive is human. To be merciful is divine. You see the difference there? I think that this is so important. And that's the message of what God gives us. So I just want to read a couple last things. Let's go to the Bible. The Old Testament is full of references to the command that we must be merciful. Be merciful as your heavenly Father is merciful. But it goes on. Even in the Old Testament, Leviticus 19.18 says, You shall not take vengeance or bear any grudge, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. What about Proverbs 25.21? If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. Works of mercy. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. Works of mercy. How about Proverbs 24, 29? Do not say, I will do to him as he has done to me. I will pay the man back for what he has done, says the Lord. In other words, you don't need to deal with somebody who has hurt you. You do not need to deal with somebody who has wronged you. God will. And trust me, you much rather that situation. Because if you try to take justice into your own hands, 
God is forced to take justice with you. You don't want that. And so the message here, it must also be remembered that it is better to help. If, for example, people say, well, Father, give me a living example of this. What about people who take advantage? Like, I still struggle with how to handle the people at your car when you pull up to the stoplights, right? Because I gave a $20 bill one time to this one lady who saw me at the gas station. This was before I was a priest. And she said she needed a bus ride and a bus ticket. And her mom was sick. And she sounded so convincing, so, so hurt. And there was almost, her eyes were starting to water. And she said she just needed, you know, bus ticket to be able to go see her mom. And I handed her a $20 bill. As I left the gas station, I got a little disoriented and I made a left instead of a right to get back to the expressway because I had turned around inside the gas station and wasn't really paying attention. So as I exited the gas station, I accidentally made a left when I should have made a right to go back to the expressway. So I drove down the road a couple miles before I realized my mistake. And so I was coming back. And as soon as I came back past the gas station, I saw her coming out with two cases of beer. And I looked at that and I said, hmm, now, many people, myself included, would say, I'm never doing that again. I'm not going to get taken advantage of by that again. And for the longest time, I didn't. But then I wrote, read something that came from the saints, St. Francis de Sales, a man who's known to help the poor. He said, it must always be remembered that it is better to help a score of fraudulent beggars than to risk turning away the one man in real need. There's the answer to that question. God bless the saints. Oh, why do you Catholics have saints? This is why we have saints. To help us recognize the meaning and what our lives are supposed to be about. It is better to help a score of fraudulent beggars than to risk turning away the one man in real need. What a lesson. Wow. You still get the merit. Do you realize that? That if you do help the, and those beggars are fraudulent, you still get the merit. As if you did help, you still get the merit of feeding the hungry and giving drink to the thirsty. God will deal with the fraud. We just heard that in Leviticus. You shall not take vengeance or bear any grudge, but you shall love your neighbor. Um, no, I'm sorry, Proverbs 25, 21. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him drink to eat. And he says, basically, if um, I will pay the man back, Proverbs 24, 29. And if he's done wrong to you, I will pay the man back for what he has done. Wow. All right, so to finish, this is, to me, is very important. We must not only avoid returning evil for evil, we must seek the good of those who wish us ill. That is one of the hardest things to do in human nature. Do you accept insults as Jesus did with no resentment or malice? Man, that's hard. When we are compelled by others to do more than we think we should do. Like I got a million things going on today and they asked me to go unload the truck. 
the first thing you want to do is say, get somebody else. I, I've been there. I, 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 I know. But when we think that that happens, do we insist on our rights or do we just go? When Simon was called in by the Romans to carry that cross for Christ, everybody I've ever met said, if that was me, I'd carry that cross two miles, not just the one mile that he was asked to carry it. Well, if you really want to know if that's true, don't think about doing it for Jesus. Think about doing it for the least of his brethren. All right, finally, Jesus told St. Faustina to never demand her rights. Because if you demand your rights, you're going to get your rights. It's called justice. But then on your judgment day, you too will get justice. Mm-mm. Don't want to be there. All right, so to finish, what makes Christianity distinct from every other religion? Grace. Treating others not as they deserve, but as God wishes them to be treated with mercy. Only the cross of Jesus Christ can free us from these feelings of hatred, revenge, and give us courage so that we don't return evil for good, or evil with evil, but evil with good. Since God has been merciful towards us, Completely, we did not deserve his son. He gave us his son, Jesus Christ. We in turn are called to be merciful towards our neighbor, even those who cause us grief or harm. Look what Jesus did on the cross as the very men were driving nails in his wrists and his feet. You know, Jesus said, it is easy to love those who love us, but real love is loving those who persecute us. This is where we Christians got to stand up right now. Are you praying or complaining about our politicians? I complain about them all the time. <laughs> I'm the first one. But I also make sure that we make time to pray for them. I don't want any soul to be lost. You're first and foremost responsible for your own. That's why you must speak out against evils. But you also don't want their souls to be lost either, so you must pray for them. But you know, when we hold unforgiveness in our hearts, nobody is worth losing your soul over. Because for unforgiveness is so critically important, it can cause the loss of your soul. Nobody in this world is worth the loss of your soul, no matter what they have done to you. Nobody. In the end, Satan wins. And don't let that happen. Don't worry. God will deal with them. So let go and let God. Worry about loving God. What did Jesus say? You worry about only loving me and I'll take care of everything else to the smallest detail. That was blessed Consolata Bertoni. And you know, I want to finish by saying, you know, today's June 14th. You know what? June 14th is the anniversary of two things that struck me. One is today in 1940, so 81 years ago, Auschwitz opened. The very first prisoners arrived today on this date, 81 years ago at Auschwitz. You want to talk about the ultimate call to forgiveness. Hmm. Think about that one. If you had family there, relatives, loved ones. But God's answer is always there. You know what also today is the date of? Today in 1954, President Eisenhower 
change the Pledge of Allegiance to say one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. God bless you. Let us stand now and offer our petitions to our Heavenly Father who is rich in compassion and mercy. For the church, may the Lord look graciously upon us as we take the good news of Jesus Christ to all parts of the world. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For world leaders, may the Holy Spirit be their guide in their efforts to protect the dignity and sanctity of human life from conception through natural death. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all victims of oppression or racism, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For this community of worship, may the outpouring of the Holy Spirit conform, conform us over evermore to the mind of Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died after a life of service to God, may they be welcomed into the arms of Jesus in heaven. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all the members of the Association of Marian Helpers and the Confraternity of the Immaculate Conception, both living and deceased, and for all the intentions they have entrusted to us, as well as all those who call or write to us. May the Lord favorably hear their prayers and strengthen them in faith, hope, and love. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. And Heavenly Father, we come before you asking for your forgiveness. Please give those the grace to return to the confessional, to ask for that forgiveness, which we don't call just the sacrament of forgiveness, but we call the sacrament of reconciliation, which is mercy. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. my sacrifice in yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Lord, accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name. 
for our good and the good of all his holy church. O oh God, who in the offerings presented here provide for the twofold needs of human nature, nourishing us with food and renewing us with your sacrament, grant, we pray, that the sustenance they provide may not fail us in body or in spirit. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. <clears throat> Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation. Always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. His death we celebrate in love. His resurrection we confess with living faith. And his coming in glory we await with unwavering hope. And so, with all the angels and saints, we praise you, as without end, we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We 
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and William, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray. That with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, with Saint Faustina, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O oh God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. <clears throat> Deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away 
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Body of Christ, keep me safe for eternity. Keep me safe for prayer of spiritual communion and thanksgiving. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you never permit me to be separated from you. A reading from the Diary of St. Faustina, paragraph 206. The next day after communion, I heard the voice saying, my daughter, look into the abyss of my mercy and give praise and glory to this mercy of mine. Do it in this way. Gather all sinners from the entire world 
and immerse them in the abyss of my mercy. I want to give myself to souls. I yearn for souls, my, my daughter. On the day of my feast, the feast of mercy, you will go through the whole world and bring fainting souls to the spring of my mercy. I shall heal and strengthen them. Let us pray. <clears throat> At this reception of your Holy Communion, O Lord, as the recep this reception of your Holy Communion, O Lord, foreshadows the union of the faithful in you, so may it bring about unity in your church. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, God bless everybody. Have a great week. If you worry, the reason I picked that passage, if you hear the words of St. Faustina, notice, notice Brother Ben, when he read it, Jesus didn't say, just bring me the souls of those sinners that you like, or just don't bring me the souls of those sinners that have never hurt you. He doesn't say that. He says, bring me the souls of all sinners. That especially includes the ones that have hurt us. So if we want to jump from justice, if we want to stay in the level of justice, we'll get justice. If we only want to stay in the level of forgiveness, that's good. That's enough to be saved, but we will only be given forgiveness. But if we go to where the scripture says, be merciful as your heavenly father is merciful, then you will have complete reconciliation. And that's what our Lord does for us in the confessional. Very important message. So let us try to live that this week and all the lot days of our life. Uh, just a couple quick announcements. Uh, there will be no talk on Saturday. Um, it's a week off for you from your seminary classes to catch up on your homework. You have 53 uh, courses or, semin or seminars to be able to catch up on. So there will be uh, no talk on Saturday, but I will return the following Saturday and we will get back to our live 11 o'clock uh, uh, live stream. So please don't abandon us. Stay with us. But this Saturday I will be in Scranton, Pennsylvania for the women's conference. It's really going to be a great day. There's some awesome things scheduled. So if you are somebody who lives within the Scranton area, you want to call up for the day, please, you can look it up online. It's a Scranton women's conference and they're still taking, or you can call our assistant Peter here at the Marian Fathers Ask for Peter, call the shrine. They can get you set up. So please Join us. We'd love to meet you again this Saturday at the Ladies' Conference, Women's Conference of Scranton. And so we hope that you can join us. God bless all of you. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits 
who prowl about the world seeking the Runa souls. Amen. May the divine assistance remain always with us. May the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. And let us conclude with a prayer that we ask our Heavenly Father, if there is anybody in our hearts that any time in our lives that we have failed to forgive, that we have failed to love, that we have failed to bring to God's mercy, we ask, Lord, that you give us that strength to forgive, and then if it be your will, to reconcile. We ask, Mother Mary, that you guide us on this path to free our hearts from any estranged relationships or persons that have hurt us and hand them into the palm of our Lord. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. God bless you and have a very good week. Marian Helper? Because we, Marian Fathers, celebrate a Mass for you and all our members each and every day. You can share in all the prayers, good works, and merits of all the Marian priests and brothers around the world. And now you can share the graces just as if you were a Marian priest or brother. Every All Souls Day, we say a Mass for all the deceased members of the Association of Marian Helpers. Again, there's no way that after we die, we can help ourselves. But we have to rely on the prayers of those here on earth. And we members of the Marian Fathers will be praying for you as a deceased member of our association. You can share in the graces of the perpetual novena to the divine mercy. Remember Jesus told St. Faustina that the chaplet of divine mercy is one of the most powerful prayers we can make. And every day here at the shrine of divine mercy, we pray it and you can share in those graces. So if you have any questions or you wanna learn more how to be a Marian helper, please visit micprayers.com or call 1-800-462-7426 and let me personally pray for you and your loved ones. Thank you and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.
Hi, my name is Brother Ryan. I just made my first vows with the Marian Fathers. We completed our novitiate in Washington, D.C. And next year, I'll be heading to the Franciscan University at Steubenville, Ohio to start my philosophical studies. What does it mean for me to be a Marian in today's world? I think, um, to me, it means to be a living witness of God's totally gratuitous mercy. I look to the Immaculate Conception and see that as the biggest example of God's just totally freely given mercy to, to Our Lady. And um, so I strive to also live that totally gratuitous grace in my life. If you would like to support Marian seminarians, priests, and brothers, please visit marian.org slash holypriests or call 1-800-462-7426. Thank you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.